Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked ladder. <laughs> I am your host, Katrina, and along with me are my fellow hosts, card game queen, Dragon Rider, and you know her, you love her, it's Smarms. How are we all doing tonight, ladies? Uh, good. Oh. Oh. We're all here. Yay! <laughs> yeah. We did it! We did the thing! Oh my gosh. Ugh. I am kind of proud of us, and I'm very excited that I didn't have to bow out, although it would have added some, like, nice symmetry to, like, just have this, like, cartwheeling effect of, like, oh, no, one of us has always got something. Yeah. I mean, so I'll explain my thing. I've been doing uh, ketamine treatments um, to deal with my prolonged depression and PTSD, so I've been doing infusions on Tuesday, and it's made it a bit harder for me to record on Tuesday, because sometimes I'm still a bit out of it. So um, we're actually recording on Wednesday today, and um, so like that's why I've been out and like a little sparse the past couple weeks, because I've been doing two ketamine infusions a week. So yeah, it's been intense. So that is why I've been a little less... Um, consistent here but i'm friday's my last of the initial treatment so hopefully i'll be able to space those out from from now on so just an and i know FYA. okay go ahead sorry i know yours is a serious medical procedure and like the honestly the studies about it are amazing but i was thinking like yeah, if one of my friends went down a K-hole, which is a different but related thing, uh, like, I wouldn't expect anything out of them for, like, a week. So, like, I think you're doing great, Kat, <laughs> on is, being here next day. I mean, it is, like, it comes out of my system pretty quickly. Like, I am, like, not tripping when I leave the uh, the office, but it is still leaves you very drowsy, and they've went from like the minimum dosage up to the maximum dosage on me. So I'm on the max dosage um for last uh, as of yesterday and like that actually had an adverse effect when I left cuz I was starting to get a little bit nauseous in the car ride back to my apartment. But yeah. I you know, I just laid down and I I rested it out. So I've got my next one Friday afternoon, so Hoping that that'll be, get some good results out of that and um, kick me into uh, a more steady state of mind. So yeah, it, it is, it is intense. Um, the treatment itself is uh, very intense. It's not a bad thing. Your mind just, it's out of body. It is out of body. Um so, like, the studies are there, I have a positive attitude towards it, and if you have, like, suicidal ideations like I do, and um, PTSD, major depression, anxieties, ADHD, autism, like, I am, I've got all the letters lined up. <laughs> I'm also transgender, so, like, I've got a full, full plate of mental issues. Not saying that being transgender is a mental issue, but there's a lot of things that come along with that that are, are uh, mental issues. So um, there's a lot there, and I'm hoping this will have a better effect for me than um, your typical um, antidepressants and um, 
anti-anxiety medicines, which I'm currently on, so, but, like, insane. My, my, my weeks have been insane. I've been doing ketamine, I've been doing speech therapy, so if you notice my voice is a bit higher, that's what I've been working on, and I've been trying to keep it in that feminine range, so I'm trying to do more with it so if i slip back in to the lower like male range you may notice that but um i'm trying to keep it up so i'm sorry i've just made this entire segment about me and i apologize no. so no no it's it's good to catch up and like you know sometimes i i feel like we jump into our topics and sometimes people don't know a lot about us so mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's nice to like share a little bit like about us personally and what's going on and you know yes. sometimes sometimes we need to do that for our own benefit too so and i'm you know. i'm a big advocate of therapy and whatever you need to do to get your mental health straight and i've been working on that for a long while now and um I, you know, there's a lot in the journey that I'm going on. It's, it's been very intense. Like, um, it's just, well, number one, I'm going through puberty again. So that's fun. (laughs) So if you didn't think puberty was fun the first time, imagine in your late thirties, how much fun it would be the second time. (laughs) Um, I've learned that I can have my own period without menstruating so that's been fun like just have the like emotional swings um the cramps and the like intense pain and bloatedness like didn't realize that when i started hrt i would 100 percent do it again um and you know there's hair removal which is not fun Electri- uh, and i'm doing electrolysis to prepare myself for bottom surgery so like if we're gonna if i'm just going all out then that's like (laughs) my entire dance card right now and i um (laughs) it's just it i I have a lot going on in my life i also separated from my spouse um i'm living on my own now and it's just my life is a whirlwind right now and uh i haven't really talked about that so, but I am very much an advocate for do do what you need to make yourself happy as long as it's not hurting anyone else and mental health and therapy, psychiatrists, um, and whatever treatments are best for you. Do not let anyone ever let you feel inferior or lesser or crazy because you're taking your mental health seriously. So, like, that is, like, at my core that like I want to spread love and positivity to the community because this community has meant a lot to me. It's got me through a lot over these past couple years. And, um, I'm just very, very big, uh, in advocating for positivity. So, (laughs) and there's my life story. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, I think in, in that kind of same vein, like the community absolutely is, has been amazing, I think for, for all of us and kind of all of the different, you know, aspects that we've all come from and, you know, being very welcoming in, in different uh, areas. And 
you know, I just, I want to also say thank you to both of you. You know, I haven't been going through quite the same as what Kat's been going through, but I've been going through also a lot of like, you know, mental health issues and been working on that, but also a lot of physical health issues that have just kind of popped up, like almost seemingly randomly that it's just like, oh, well, now I got to deal with this. Uh, So if I sound sick right now, it's because I'm trying to get through a sinus infection. <laughs> so uh, sinus infection on top of already getting migraines uh, has absolutely kicked my butt. So that's why I was out last week, uh, which, you know, yeah, that's trying to get through a migraine and sinus infection and try to sit at the computer with a headset on was just not (laughs) working out like the pressure yeah the pressure that the headset was putting on my head like i couldn't even sit at the computer for like 20 minutes it was like this is terrible so i felt like i got absolutely nothing done uh but i did uh just want to thank you both i gave you both a shout out uh, when I recorded with Bread and Butter last night, the Bread and Butter oh. podcast. Um, so if y'all listen to that episode coming out soon, that'll be episode 40. Um, we talked about like the mental aspect and tilt and that kind of stuff. And But, you know, sometimes your your physical health gets in the way of things, too. And for me, that's kind of been the case. And it's just it's been nice that I can talk to you both and communicate things and be like, hey, you know, I'm. I'm still playing the game some, but I'm playing on my phone or from the couch or from bed a little bit because uh, of all these health issues. So still able to talk about the game when, uh, you know, a headset isn't like crushing my skull feels like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, migraines suck real bad um, as a fellow migraine girly. Um, but uh, just to kind of like hit a little bit on what like both of y'all hit on, um, therapy's great. Anybody who's listening who thinks maybe it like might even passing have a help for them, like try it out. Um, most times like insurance will have some sort of coverage for it and it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, oh, oh, I was gonna say, and tell ya, there has if if we want to tie this into Hearthstone and gaming. I have improved my relationship with the game and how I view like myself in relation to the game a lot (laughs) since going to therapy. And I think it's made me a better player and like a better competitor because I've been able to kind of analyze a lot of the thoughts that I have while I'm playing and be like, oh, well, this thought that I'm having and this like negative reaction to the game is actually stemming from this other thing. And just kind of made me a, a better player. So I would yeah. just like to say mixed results on that because I got into it and then it's like, okay, I would rather be having fun and turns out that's okay. And so I make shit plays. Um, <laughs> so like, you know, results may vary as far as therapy and getting better at Hearthstone. <laughs> um, but we've got some news. Um, we had some standard nerfs. It only affected Hunter, which I'm a Hunter hater to the core. Like, not as much as I hate Priest, but, you know, um, I do feel a little bad for them. But um, so the Fox Spirit Wild Seed went from a 3-1 to a 2-1. Uh, Faithful Companion, uh, the Mana Thirst now pulls a random beast from your hand rather than a copy of what you discovered from the deck, which is fair. Like, nobody loves getting hit by that... Um, 
you know, like a 34-34 charged T-Rex. Um, but, <laughs> you know, maybe that's just me. Uh, and then um, Haldron, some of these names are going to kill me. Brightwing um, from a three mana 3-4 three, to a four mana 4-4. Four, four. Um, so in the other news, like the big news that came out recently is that fireside gatherings are ending, but uh, the nearby players in-game feature will still be available for players to find each other on the same Wi-Fi. Um, but this does mean that you won't be able to open your packs early um, before the set releases, which is, I think is like a little bit sad, but, uh, you know, I think it makes sense for them to not like spend a lot of resources on this thing. Um, but in the other good news, mass pack opening option will become available with the next expansion. So it'll allow players to open between five and 40 packs at once with a single button. The feature will show a few highlight cards and then a summary of all cards um, opened, separated into banners by their rarity. Yay! That is awesome. I do not enjoy spending like an hour opening like 200 packs on on um on launch day i would much rather just hit the button i'll see what i get when i go into my collection so so like me as a person real bored clicking that space bar trying to get mm -hmm. everything open however for some reason people love watching that and so it's like okay do i still do that even even though we all know there's a better, easier option, like everybody, like what are we? Are we that enthralled by like clicking? Uh, but you know, I'm not. It remains to be seen. I am 100% not, and I would very much love to open 40 packs at a time. That'll be like what five clicks? Yes, I yeah significantly reduces the amount of times I have to click. By like a thousand percent. So I am all for this. This is a great innovation in Hearthstone technology. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's something that players have been asking for, for mm -hmm. like, you know, 10 years. <laughs> Just about at the this entire point. Like life basically, of the game? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Basically since the very start. Um, it's kind of interesting that it is kind of capped at like 40 packs maximum and you do have to have a minimum of five of the same pack. It has to be at five of the same pack. So if you have like four of whatever the new set is that'll come out in like December, I'm guessing, right? Usually mm -hmm. it'll come out early December-ish. Uh, if you have four packs, you're going to have to open those four individually. So there might still be a few that you have to click through. Um, the the blog post that came out also showed like a little, a short little video kind of showcasing what the, you know, multi-pack thing actually looks like. And um, I'm kind of curious what it's going to look like on mobile, if it's going to be kind of the same or if they're going to make it different, because I, I definitely feel like the pack opening is different on mobile than it mm -hmm. is on computer so I, I don't know if that's going to look a little bit different for mobile i hope that they kind of share more in the future but yeah a, a little bit of a bummer that the fireside gatherings are going away but also i mean at this point it's not really a surprise sadly mm -hmm. like you know i i think obviously the pandemic had a huge hit on that but you know if uh 
I just don't think that even still there's enough players that are actually like logging in and using the fireside gathering features. And even on the blog, I think they mentioned that most of the people who are, who are even using the fireside gathering thing were just using the fireside gathering, opening their like bundle packs, right? Like a couple mm-hmm. days before the expansion. And then that was it. Like they weren't really actually playing and they weren't connecting with other people. So it was kind of defeating the purpose of the fireside gathering because the way they had it set up. So not really a surprise that it's going away. Yeah, I agree. It's unfortunate, but you know, at the same point in time, eh, I mean, I can understand why they're not going to want to support it if it's not really being used for its intended purposes. And I honestly... I'm just like, I would much rather wait and just open all my packs at one time. So I'm not like freaking out about like my first so and so packs not being great. You know what I mean? And then like, I don't have to like mess around. I don't know. I always prefer just waiting to launch day and just opening them all at once. So that's my personal preference. Personal preference there. So like, that's why I'm excited about this. And like, I'm not sad about fireside gatherings. I never used it. I literally never went to a fireside gathering. There wasn't any in my area, and it just never really worked out for me. So. Um, okay. So, let us move on to our main topic. Dragon Rider, you want to go over this? Uh, sure, yeah, I can lead this. Um, so we kind of want to talk about the meta after the changes, which, again, as uh, Smarms mentioned, really the only changes for Standard were for Hunter, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that was it. It was literally three cards for Standard, and they were all Hunter cards. Uh, but it still has impacted the meta some. Now, the meta currently... Uh, there, there is a little bit of variety, might depend on where you're at on ladder, but overall, I would say there's kind of a tendency towards, like, control decks. Um, but I have a little breakdown here. Uh, I listened to last week's episode, and I believe that you were both mentioning that, actually, well, Kat mentioned that you don't have the HS Replay uh, premium. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I do. I will make sure that like I include a screenshot here. Um, so they actually have a filter for since the Caverns of Time patch, which is also kind of when, when these went in. Um, so looking at this, in Tier 1 at Legend are two decks. Outcast Demon Hunter at a 54.86% win rate. And Mech Rogue at a 54.01% win rate. Okay, 54% win rate's not, like, you know, overbearing, seems like. But then we look at all of the decks in Tier 2, which vary between 50.04 at the bottom and 51.89. Wow, okay. And I'm going to read all these off here. So this says, at Tier 2, again, this is at Legend, Control Warlock. Arcane Hunter, Thaddeus Warlock, Agro Paladin, Undead Priest, Drum Druid, Control Warrior, Enrage Warrior, Rainbow Mage, Nature Shaman, Imp Warlock, and Unholy Death Knight. 
Okay. Now, the weird thing about this is it sounds like there's a mix of kind of aggressive decks, maybe a couple OTK with like the Rainbow Mage, Nature Shaman still, and then control stuff. But if you look at the popularity of the decks, it's mm-hmm. very skewed. It's it's very heavy in one direction. Uh, and that is uh, Warrior. Control Warrior specifically is by far the most popular played deck at every single rank. Which, uh, sure. I mean, with how many buffs it got previously, it's not really surprising. It's mm-hmm. become pretty consistent. Uh, so... I, I want to ask you before we kind of dive into more of this stuff. Uh, I want to ask you both: Have you been seeing a lot of these like tier one, tier two decks that are listed? I know this is for Legend. We might not all be there. It's only what the sixth today, so it's still fairly early in the season. But like, have you been seeing a lot of this stuff? Have you felt that the meta has been varied, or have you noticed just like a lot of warrior? uh smarms how how have you felt so far so i've played against um i guess like to know i've mainly been playing mech rogue it's what i enjoy and i enjoy the fact that it's doing well so like combo of those factors um and also that it like you're supposed to have like certain types of plays with it but for the most part you're just like all right whatever i have in hand it's just going out as fast as i possibly can get it out um but i've been running into a few um, warriors. I will say it's uh, frustrating when they get to like mm, 30 armor. I'm like, okay, that's bad. And that doesn't feel good. And turns out by like turn six, I'm out of shit. So, um, you know, remains to be seen what's to be done there. Um, I haven't like seen I haven't played against Demon Hunter hardly at all, which I guess I'm kind of like surprised about considering it's like considered a tier one deck. Um, but then again, know that I am in the much lower ranks than uh, these legend um, people. So like, and then I would say uh, a consistent amount of Hunter and um, a kind of varied type of Hunter. It's not as consistent as I was expecting. How about you, Kat? Um, I've seen... Uh, so, I'm in Diamond 5, so I've been bouncing around, so, like, I'm in the Diamond 5 rank. I've seen basically everything on here, except for Undead Priest. I haven't seen a lot of Undead Priest, but I've seen basically, um, Control Arc, Arcane, Thaddeus, Aggro Paladin, everything, basically. Not a lot of Rainbow Mage, but I have seen... Um, a bunch of Nature Shaman, I've seen Implock, I've seen Unholy Death Knight, so there's been a lot of variety in my experience, so. So. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I I will say, I don't think, I have played some ladder, but I'm also doing a lot of uh, competitive matches every week. Uh, I am playing in a Battlegrounds Team League and I'm playing in four different series for THL every week. So Ooh. I'm doing a lot of competitive stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I kind of have been playing more just like competitive matches than ladder. But 
when I have been playing ladder, it has not felt very varied for me. And I am also right around that diamond five. Okay. Um, I have seen a lot of other warlocks. I have seen a lot of warrior. And then it's kind of been tied behind those uh, between, I would say, like a little bit of paladin, uh, some priest, and probably like DK and mage. Yeah, I've seen more control priest than any other. I have not seen a undead priest in a while. I've seen yeah. control priest and that's about it. Yeah, um, it, it has been interesting because I do think that I have seen a little bit more variation in my competitive matches than I have on ladder. Um, so that's why I wanted to talk about the popularity, because even though we talk about like these tier lists and, you know, if if you are somebody who looks at like HS Replay, if you look at Vicious Syndicate or if you listen to like the Vicious Syndicate podcast, you know, they're looking also at win rates. And they're saying, well, this is tier one because it has the highest win rate. But like Smarms was saying, she's like, I haven't even seen like a single Demon Hunter, even though maybe it says it's the best win rate at Legend. I haven't seen it. And for me, I haven't seen like half of these decks, even though they're at the you know higher tiers, right? And so that's why we have to look at popularity of the decks as well. And I mentioned earlier, but yeah, Control Warrior is so so popular at all of the ranks it is i think the lowest percentage of like its popularity is 11 point something percent of the meta and then most of the ranks are 12 12 and a half 13 percent of the meta which doesn't sound like a lot overall yeah but you know this is this is like kind of all of the games that are being uh, recorded on HS Replay, at least. Not everybody mm-hmm. uses HS Replay, of course. So, you know, this might vary. But then you compare it, like, let's say at Legend right now, we're looking at 12.83% popularity is Control Warrior. Then the next popular one is Mechrogue at 9.73. So it's a good chunk less popular, <laughs> right? And then... Then you can think about it, though. Well, that's already, what, 21, 22 something percent of the meta, right? There's already one fifth of the meta at Legend is those two decks. And then it's split up between all these other decks. Like, so when you look at it that way, that sounds like a lot, right? Like, that's a lot of the meta that's only a handful of decks. Uh, So it does start to feel samey. Warlock and Rogue are kind of the, I would say, like, the next uh, most popular decks. Uh, Mm -hmm. I do have a little bit of a breakdown. I went through each of these. By popularity, Diamond 5 is Control Warriors the most popular, then Curse Warlock, then Control Warlock, then Mech Rogue. Diamond 4 is Control Warrior, then the two Warlocks kind of flip. Mm-hmm. It's control, then curse lock, and then mech rogue. So okay, you're still looking at warrior, warlock, rogue. Then there's a slight variation here in diamond three to one. Arcane hunter pops in as the fourth most popular deck, and then in legend, uh, instead of hunter, it's control priest. So it's control warrior, mech rogue, control warlock, and control priest. It's a lot of control decks, a lot of slower decks. 
and decks that kind of have very similar I'm going to say similar strategies, right? So what I mean by that is right now, if you look at these three types of decks, Warrior, Warlock, Priest, okay, Mechrogue is a bit different, but Warrior, Warlock, Priest, they all have a lot of removal. They'll have a lot of healing and or armor, and then they have big bodies or win conditions. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. that's kind of what, what they all boil down to, right? Um, okay. How much of of these have you been seeing? I know, Smarms, you said that uh, as someone playing Mech Rogue, the warrior has been kind of obnoxious when it gains all that armor or, like, can hit you. Have you been seeing uh, some of this, like, warlock pop in or any of the priest as well? occasional warlock but i would have no idea that it's as popular as it is without like looking at these stats because like i feel like i don't run into it that much higher of a percentage than like you know the hunter games and um i've been getting a lot of mirror matches too which is kind of surprising considering like um and then like looking at the stats it makes sense that i've been running into a lot of warriors i would though looking at the stats feel like i should be running into a lot more um, so I kind of just like, I don't know. It is so interesting on how many things are going on right now. Um, all right. I have been, I have seen a lot of warlock. I've seen a lot of a warrior and I've seen a lot of hunter. So those are like the main decks I've seen. So yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, I've seen all the other stuff, but, like, it, every other game is basically Warlock or, uh, Warrior, and, well, I've been part of the problem, and I've been playing Curse <laughs> Warlock, so, yeah, I am definitely part of the problem here, so. <laughs> I, I've been playing some variations of, of Warlock as well, some Control, and I've started trying Thaddeus Warlock. It seems it's good still, right now. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Turns out Thaddeus actually might have gotten a buff. Yeah. I love how it's like, oh, uh, you know, this is going to be such a nerf. Uh, just infinite nerf. Oh, you mean the the way to play infinite cards? Yeah. Uh, turns out turns out that can be kind of fun if you set the stage for it properly. I've seen Priest play OTK Thaddeus. Um where they get Thaddeus down and basically off the uh, Mass Reveler and then basically draw out their entire deck because the rest of their spells cost less than four, so they cost zero. They play uh, Rivendare and they clone Thaddeus, however, and then bam, they go to town and you have no recourse. They just, it's them playing Solitaire. <laughs> so. That's a thing that can happen now because of Thaddeus's yeah. nerf quote fingers. So, <laughs> yeah, I I remember talking about that and I was like, yeah, I could still see this being used. I mean, getting Thaddeus down, especially if you can get it down early, like in mm-hmm. Warlock with uh, slime, right? You mm-hmm. you play that that amorphous slime, you get it out early. Uh, you're looking at turn five, six, seven. You're getting Thaddeus down, and then, you know, first when you get Thaddeus down, and you can play a free location, 
to make big rushers. Mm-hmm. You can play a free uh, reverberations to copy something or, you know, help uh, kind of kill something on your opponent's side. You can play some free draw. There's a lot of stuff that like Warlock has as well that takes advantage of kind of being discounted like that. Um, but I mean, even in these decks, right, you're looking at some of the other big things. Uh, there's there's big swing turns as well mm-hmm. with Warrior, right? After you play Odin mm-hmm. and like what Smarms was saying, like, oh, they get all this armor. And then after they've played Odin, they have all this armor and now they can uh, hit you in the face with a huge weapon swing that will just kill you in one hit. <laughs> right. Or, um, Sargeras can just keep like putting out some minions and you got that. Or Darkon coming down. Uh, you can hit with Darkon for six. Then at the end of the turn, he's going to deal six. It heals you. Warrior, you're getting the armor. Priest, you're getting healing. Plus, I think identity theft right now is pretty huge in Priest, and I think that's another reason why it's getting real popular uh, at, like, Legend, right? If you're facing into a lot of warriors and warlocks, well, identity theft for Priest, you just steal their Sargeras or mm-hmm. steal their, their uh, you know, big things. And uh, there's a couple of neutral cards that are really big right now because of all these decks, which is Astalor. Mm-hmm. Ignis and mm-hmm. Finley. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, all do really good things. Especially, like, I mean, the Symphony of Sins for Warlock is just incredible. Especially when you play it and then immediately Finley. And then all of a sudden you're able to draw one or two additional ones um, out of your hands. Potentially get Sagaris for three. Or, um,. Drakon for one like there's a lot of things that can go crazy real quick with that symphony of sin you can mess with your opponent you get extra damage there's 12 damage to your opponent's face in there so like it's I yeah I am kind of like surprised on like how much of an auto include um Sir Finley is because like it seems like such a random card but um, I don't know. I think it's hilarious that it's working out so good and is so strong for every all the different types of decks that we've got going on. I enjoy it. I think I, I've always liked Sir Finley, so it's cool to keep it. To see him keeping in the meta, and it's a very interesting card. And I would say it's not always the most easy card to use as well. So, like, I think that's a really cool that it kind of does feel a little skill testing at times to know when to Finley and when you just have to kind of hang in there and wait for your moment. It is, it feels like me, to me, it's a very, like I said, a skill testing card because it like, you can definitely misplay Finley as hard as that sounds. It definitely feels like, there are a lot more opportune times to play Finley than not. So, like, I think that um, it definitely um, has a lot of potential to go wrong. 
and has a lot of potential to go right. So I, and I know that's kind of sitting on the fence, but like it does feel like timing on Finley is very important and knowing when and how to use it in certain matchups. I, I actually feel like that describes a lot of these decks right now. Like just that sentence of like, you really kind of have to know when to use things or when to not. Uh, because I would say even in with like some of these control decks, if you're facing into mech rogue, right? If, if you are the mech rogue person, do you magnetize it all onto one minion or do you spread it out? Because right, like against some of these decks, like a priest, for example, if you stack it all onto one minion and then they just silence, well, that's so frustrating. Yeah, then you're like, "Ooh, well that sucks." And then you lose all of that magnetize, you know, damage, right? Instead of spreading it out. But if you're against or like if you're against warrior and they just uh oh gosh, now I can't remember what it's called. What's the two cost one that uh It's not whirlpool. It keep White storm. It keeps yeah, damage. Yes, yeah. Thank you. I knew Cow. <laughs> <laughs> The control player. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Bladestorm, right? Just totally wrecks if you stack all of your mechs into one body. Uh, so it's it's really kind of interesting having to like manage, either as the control, you have to manage your resources. Because again, I've been playing a lot of uh, Warlock, and I think the Warrior and Priest are, are very similar, where it can be easy to commit some of those removal things kind of too early and then be like oh well shoot now they like refilled the board and my removal is gone or if you don't have enough removal kind of like you were saying cat with finley like maybe sometimes if you if you only have like one or two removal cards in your hand you might want to be a little bit patient with it wait for like the mech rogue or somebody to kind of go in a little bit more and then use those removals but on the other side if you don't use them like Mech Rogue or uh, maybe some of the like, maybe Rainbow Mage or Naga Mage, if you're seeing that, the Arcane Hunter kind of can just deal a bunch of damage out of nowhere. So if you don't remove stuff, then you're like, well, now they just had these things and I'm in trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it very is very interesting looking at these decks right now and kind of the decision points that we have for, for a lot of these turns. I don't know if, if you two agree with that or if you feel the same, but that's how it's been feeling to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's definitely, um, you know, judging what your opponent's playing and trying to um, space out the removal, especially in like the Mechbroke matchup, just because it compounds so quickly. And you have to kind of make the judgment as to what you've seen them play. Oh, go ahead, Smarms. You're about to jump in. I was going to say, and then on the opposite side, since I got so used to that, like, you know, since I can compound it, I kind of forget to, like, not put all my eggs in one murder basket all the time. Um, and then, you know, like, that free silence. So, I like, I do think it's a good point on... Most of the decks that I have enjoyed playing are like, it doesn't matter what my opponent's doing. I am going to have the same strategy for the entire thing. And so now having to like, oh my gosh, what if they have that silence card? All right. I guess I will try to like play around that. Um, but yeah, so it's just talking about like from the opposite side on like, 
<laughs> this is, um, can't magnetize everything as much fun as that is. Boo. <laughs> I feel like you should be able to. Oh. I know. It's so I mean, much fun and hilarious when you get like a wind fury that gives you a coin so you can just like keep popping these things out. It's amazing. Yeah, and then you just stealth it and then you're like, ha ha, deal with that now. <laughs> and then then you're sad if it's a priest that silences or if it's a warrior that has that blade storm. And you're like, oh, well, stealth didn't matter. But yeah, yeah it, it's been really interesting. I think also in honestly these kind of four decks i guess that we're talking about right like warrior warlock priest and rogue they're all four using the titans right mm -hmm. like the titans are all pretty important and pretty impactful in in these decks so uh, i would say probably warrior like the least odin is probably more more important than the titan in warrior but I have definitely noticed that when people play uh, Kazgaroth in Warrior, the Titan for Warrior, they usually get to kill something fairly big for free, right? Like, uh, I had somebody who buffed their Kazgaroth, and then uh, they picked the plus five attack, mm -hmm. and it was like a 12-7 with Immune that just attacked into one of my big things and killed it, and I was like, oh, well... I can't do anything about that. That's a uh, thing. Yeah. Like, oh, well, there goes my big thing. Um, but it, it's kind of interesting to see that these decks are really using, like, these kind of big, powerful uh, legendaries. And then we talked about already kind of these very popular, like, neutral legendaries that are being used. And Ignis is also one like Finley. I think that's super flexible and you have to like decide how to use it because sometimes actually going for like a one cost weapon and just picking like poison, right. And maybe, you know, deal two damage. So you like pink something with a, a that battle cry damage and it's poison. And then you get to kill one of their big things. That's sometimes the best option, even though normally you'd be like, well, I want the the big cost weapon, right? I want to, I want the big cost weapon. I want to get Wind Fury and like a bunch of armor. I want to get some eight cost minions. But sometimes actually the best option is to just go for a one cost weapon and try to find poison. Uh, so that's been really interesting to see kind of that change. I think that hits on the wider hearthstone problem of it feels so much fun to be greedy until you just need to survive um which is a problem across everything i do in hearthstone it's like okay i could do this one um weapon and you know like live and you know fight some more or i could potentially die but i could have this like bomb ass weapon um so <laughs> uh Thank you for reminding us that being greedy is not a reliable play strategy. I need that reminder it's, often. It's not. As much as I would like it to be sometimes, because I am all for the, you know, go for the 10 cost, big weapon, wind fury, summon some 8-8, eight, eight, you know, or, or summon some 8 cost minions. Uh, sometimes you can't just do that. Um, but I don't know. It's... It is very interesting just kind of like looking at this and breaking these down and kind of looking at like 
the popular cards, the popular decks. And uh, I-, I do think that this meta, more so than the last one, the last meta, before the- all of these changes, did feel kind of like you really work for your own strategy. And sometimes it's just like a, okay, I just manage, like on a couple of turns, I manage what my opponent's doing, and then I pop off and do my, my thing. Mm-hmm. And now it feels a little bit more like, okay, I do have to be careful what my opponent is doing while trying to still work for my own thing. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't quite feel like it's the same, right? It's it's not quite the same of like, my own thing, my own thing, my own thing, pop off, <laughs> right? Like it was kind of before. Now it's kind of like, my thing, see what they're doing, my thing manage what they're doing fight to maybe play my own thing hope they don't have their thing <laughs> it it feels a little bit more like there's there's some back and forth in like the decisions that you have to make and how you want to use a card or not use a card uh which which does feel good in terms of like decision making but mm-hmm. it's also it feels a little bit more challenging, right? You you have to be paying more attention. I've noticed in my games, if I even miss, if I, you know, get distracted and I'm like, what happened on that last turn? It can totally affect me for the rest of the game because I missed what happened and I maybe missed an important card that they used or then it meant that uh, I wasn't looking at how I was going to respond to what they did because I missed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to the world of a control player. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> I was going to say, where, like, I can't play my no thoughts, just vibes decks anymore. And honestly, like, I'm glad that people who like different types are getting their day in the sun. But where, why can't I just play my stupid deck? Like, I don't wanna I don't wanna like adapt my game plan. I wanna have the same game plan starting at the first decision I make and then just like, alright, no thoughts. Just we're gonna have fun here. Quick face, quick face, quick face. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Ah, uh, exactly. No, I get it. Well Let me ask you then, Kat, since you definitely are much more of a control player mm-hmm. than uh either of us two. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is this a meta that you do feel like is really kind of control heavy? Have you been enjoying this meta? Have you felt like it's been different? Um, kind of what what are your thoughts on the current meta that we have right now? You know, it it does feel more more control heavy. Um, and like because like regardless like regardless of the warlock, it's basically all breaks down to a control strategy. I feel like curse is a control strategy. Because you have to control long enough to kill with curses. Um, you know, Thaddeus very obviously control. Um, you know, war, uh, warrior classic control, but like with that combo finish, which is what gives it that more, um, that real punch. Odin turns out makes control warrior a lot better when you're not just going okay well i'm just getting a bunch of armor and i'm gonna survive turns out hitting someone in the face for 30 might end a few games here or there across the board sometimes so like you kind of have to stabilize and like i know i've seen like 
one of the things I, I know I've seen with um, Ignis is that, like, I've seen warriors go for the one the one cost weapon and they shoot for wind fury. Because if you get 16 armor, um, after you play an Ignis weapon, you know, one cost wind fury, gain two armor, which is like the ideal thing. Turns out you only need one mana for that weapon to make a kill on that. So, and all the bridge rifts to like bridge the gap. Ha ha ha. But you know, that's, that's the thing. Like it, it helps control the state of the board. So, um, it definitely feels very control heavy in my mind. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I've been playing Curse Warlock and like, it's like I played a bunch of Warrior too, and that's fun. And like, you know, just the classic Bladestorm is a phenomenal tool. And uh, keep that in mind when you're building a board too. Try not to have too many minions with the same amount of health. Pro tip. <laughs> also, defile math. Defile's a thing, so like, keep that in mind too. So like, but that's the, oh go ahead i was gonna say like the thing about you know we're talking about it requires so much knowledge of what other decks are doing mm-hmm. and you know like and that's hard given how many different popular ones there are right now um yeah. so i don't know it's just interesting yeah i mean there are and you just have to kind of keep that in mind when you're playing and try and like i'd say just try and do your best to keep your head about you and um you know just know i mean i feel like this is a core skill to hearthstone too though like knowing what your opponent can do and what they are likely to do and like like for your instance smarms when you're playing mech rogue you have to be able to push that very very fine line of being like you have to answer this or i'm going to compound it and basically kill you next turn without going i just threw my entire hand at this if they have the answer sometimes you have to though like sometimes if your hand is like that's a thing with mecro too is sometimes the answers are what you what your hand is telling you to do is saying go all in because i'm not going to get another chance at this because once you really get behind on board you have a very 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 difficult time getting back in the game but you want to try and get them to use their removal on weaker stuff and then you um build back up and you take advantage of of that of being like okay well you just cleared my board twice in a row at that point in time you're like i bet you can't do it a third time and then you go in like so that's like the the, like the fine line you have to play with like mecro is that if you can you you throw out the stuff if they don't clear it then you punish them because that is really that to me feels like that fine line but it's also not always a thing you can do and depending on like what you're playing against because like dawn said like if it's priests they could silence your minions you know they have cleaned the scene so like are you putting a bunch of stuff on the board going into turn five 
and they have cleaned the scene. You have to expect all your minions with six health or, or six attack or under getting wiped off the board. What's left after that happens? Like, try and make your minions sticky if you can get it reborn on one of them. Like, if you have a 1 1 that sticks, you can potentially end the game with Mech Rogue next turn. So, like, I was gonna... yeah. So that's a thing I've been finding with Mech Rogue is it's much harder to have board refill as opposed to the other decks that, like, I've enjoyed playing. Um, but you're talking about that, like, 1-1. One, one. That 1-1 one, one is huge because there's not really anything that's got charge. So you need just need something from the previous turn because you can make it as big as you need it to be. But something has to be there in order to attack face. And that is the huge ordeal with Mech Rogue. Mm-hmm. And you have to keep that in mind. And, like, obviously, like I said, there are sometimes you just have to kind of go all in and just be like, if they have it, I was going to lose anyways. But if you can, you you play the balance thing. You try and put it out, get refill, and try and hit them when they're weak. And, like, if they don't have an answer to this, well, maybe they also won't have an answer for this. You know what I mean? So, like, it definitely has a lot of... You just have to kind of play it by ear. But that's where it comes to um, knowing what your opponent can do. Because if you're, like, playing against Arcane Hunter, like, and you build a 5-5, five, five, like, either they're going to not clear it, or they're going to pump a bunch of resources they have into clearing it, and that's damage that's not going to your face. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, but, like, obviously, like, Control Warrior, there's Shield Slam, you know, there's um, Blade Storm. So, like, having an extra just 1-1 one, one on the board is sometimes very useful because it blocks a Blade Storm. Like, making, like, a, you know, like, maybe one big minion and then have like two other minions. So like they don't just get an easy clear like that, like a blade storm or going into turn five, you know, like I might want to stack it high because I don't want to get brawl, you know? So there's like all these things to consider and it definitely helps to know what your opponent wants to do. Um, and I, I mean, I always feel like that's a valuable tool when playing Hearthstone or any card game, really, just because if you know what your opponent's trying to do, then you can try and counter it or try and go over or under it. You know what I mean? Like, and like, that's kind of a mindset you need to have, regardless if you're playing Face Hunter or Mech Rogue or Arcane Hunter. Like, you have to know how your opponent wants to respond and if you can ignore it like some of the times you can just ignore it and just be like all right well i'm just gonna do my thing here and if they can kill me they can kill me but if they can't i all of a sudden win the game so that's how i look at things and like i feel like that's the value of like knowing the range that your opponent can go and what their likely answers are, so you kind of play around and set yourself up for the the largest chance of success. 
100% agree, which is kind of why I wanted to talk about instead of just like deep diving into one deck was like, well, I think there's several decks that kind of have a similar, I guess, like overall idea, right? A kind of overall play pattern. It's just knowing the specific cards in those decks. But that was kind of why I decided like, let's just lump all of this together with like this meta and kind of what's going on in the meta. Um, and then from there, you know, if you want to get better at playing against Warrior specifically, you know, really dig into the deck lists and look at, you know, start by saying, okay, I'm just going to like study their removal cards, let's say, right? And then you just kind of like look at all the removal in Warrior. Or if you want to do the same for Warlock. Um, so those kind of things can also help you in this meta and, you know, knowing what they can do or can't do is is pretty big and just i think we pointed out a lot of things that have kind of shifted in terms of like what people are picking with the ignis weapon right like that's that's kind of shifted from what it has uh so keep that in mind when you're playing if you're if you're seeing people play ignis for example yeah they might actually be playing picking the one cost weapon for a huge closeout, you know, with Wind Fury and a bunch of armor gain the next turn, like Kat said, or they're going to remove your stuff with trying to find poison um, instead of necessarily that they might just immediately go for like a 10 cost. Um, so it's just so interesting looking at this, how we still have some some decks, right? We still have Mechrogue. We still have Warrior like we kind of did, but things have shifted a little bit. So we just kind of want to make everybody aware of that to know what to to look out for in the meta as you're as you're playing ladder exactly all right so that kind of wraps up our main topic for the um for the evening so dragon rider what do we have for our poll question which we will actually post on twitter this week <laughs> i promise you super That's swear right. so this week uh we are curious uh, after the announcement of the mass pack opening button that's coming, the feature, uh, like, how excited are you? Are, are you excited for a mass pack opening feature? Uh, we have some options here. You can say, yes, you can't wait to use it. Or you might use it some. Or is it just not really for you? Let us know. And we're going to talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. Email the show at dr3hs at gmail.com. You can find our Discord on our top pin tweet on Twitter. Uh, you can find myself on Twitter at alkaline underscore cat, K-A-T, and twitch.tv forward slash alkaline cat, and I'm on Blue Sky 2 as alkaline cat. Dragon Rider. You can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK, D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K, uh, Twitch and YouTube, the more of a focus on YouTube, uh, Dragon Rider TCCG, and talking all things card games over at the TCCG Roundtable. And Smarms. You can find me on both Twitter and Twitch at SendMeYourArms. Awesome. Ladies, this was an awesome discussion this evening. Thank you for allowing me to rant about myself for <laughs> about 15 yeah. minutes at the beginning. Um, and thank you, everyone out there. Stay safe, be healthy, and you've been listening to Dr. Three.
analysis of the meta is make big bodies, make big weapons, hit face. Boom. <laughs>